You are listening to the Christ in All podcast, where we discuss how following Jesus Christ impacts all areas of a believer's life. Each week, we will answer questions about the Christian worldview in an effort to help both new and mature believers grow in their faith. We hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Christ in All podcast. My name is Matthew Smith, and with me, as always, is our lead pastor, Chad Hunsberger. Are you doing all right today, man? All is well. Good deal. All right, so we are continuing our family discipleship series, yeah. and we have Looking yet another that. special guest. Would you like to introduce I her? I would. Barbara Brown. Hey. Yeah, yeah, Barbara Brown is our children's discipleship director, so uh, focuses on uh, kindergarten through fifth grade, which is a pretty recent change in that um, she was responsible for um, first grade through sixth grade, mm-hmm. but a couple episodes ago we talked about the family ministry strategy. When we did that, we we moved Some all of the middle around, school right? together and then all of elementary together. Uh, Barbara is soon to be uh, transitioning into kid men's specialist, and we are so thankful for that. Yeah. She will really be giving insight and wisdom into... Uh, from birth through uh, fifth grade. So, like, really uh, caring well for our weekday preschool program, our preschool minister and ministry, and kids' ministry, like, all together providing just some oversight and encouragement, uh, equipping in all of those ways. So uh, we we come to you with some questions today, confident that you are well-equipped to answer That's right. Them. I'm glad to be here. Thank Excellent. You Thank you so much for joining us. All right. So we'll just start off with you kind of just sharing a little bit about your experience. Um, how long have you been serving here at Colonial Heights and uh, some all of all of that good stuff? All right. Go ahead. Wow. Um, I have been in ministry for more than 30 years, the last 22 or more, um, straight in the row here at Colonial Heights. I, I did serve... Um, before that for a few years here um took some time off to be a stay-at-home mom for a little bit and before that i taught school so my background is education um god made it clear to me not long after we joined colonial heights baptist church that he wanted um other things for me and that his plan was for me to specifically speak into the lives of kids and their families Mm -hmm. so that homes and hearts could be transformed into his likeness. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's good. Yeah. All right. See, already good. Yeah. Okay. So Chad mentioned uh, you're currently uh, working with kids that are kindergarten through fifth grade. Right. Okay. So for that uh, age group, what are some challenges that parents are facing and having to deal with today? Well, um, we live in a crazy world and I think that the the challenges of the home are the same challenges we have here. It's, there's a competition for the time and focus of our, our kids' hearts and mm-hmm. activities, and there's so many good things that um, sometimes it's hard to make those choices. And before a family knows it, every child is so involved in so many things, it's um, it can become crazy. I remember when I was a kid, I heard... Um, this uh, description of what a family should be. And this is what, how our family operated. Our family's like a wheel, and the hub of that wheel was our relationship with Jesus and our, and our involvement in our local church. And everything that came out from that hub, all the spokes, were the extra things mm-hmm. that fit. Um, and it is 
so different yeah. from mm-hmm. that today. And it's like every, in in a family, every child has their own hub on a wheel. Mm-hmm. Their yeah, name right. is on it. And they have a set of their own spokes. And, and families are, parents are trying to navigate yeah. how to let kids do the things they enjoy, but also try to keep things um, focused and mm-hmm. and and then when they have the extra time, spend time together yeah. and and even coming to church yeah. is one of those spokes more often than it is the hub of the yeah. wheel. At best, it's a it's one of the things coming right. off the hub, right? And right. sometimes it's not even there at all. Well, I think you said something to start with. You you said uh, the challenge is there's lots of good things. Mm-hmm. Sometimes good is not best. Right. And so it's, it, it seems to me that, that that's part of the challenge. I also liked what you said there about the idea would be that the whole family has is a wheel. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But what we've done is we've, as parents, so often right. we've given the kid the whole wheel and said, like, you put your name that's, on the center of it mm-hmm. and you make it about that's you. Right. And so then we're going crazy yeah. trying to keep up with their, around, there. around yeah. them. Right, right. And, and parents find themselves serving their kids mm-hmm. For their good, and the, and they're hoping it's all going to come yeah. together, and that they'll get college scholarships, and they'll have good friends, and they'll um, build some good um, um, relationship skills, and and all of those kinds of things. Not bad at all, but um, what it pushes out is um, the best mm-hmm. sometimes. Yeah, that's good. Okay. Good so if, if that's one of the, probably the biggest challenge, uh, then what are some things, some, I guess, best practices that uh, uh, parents can uh, kind of follow that are going to help them to better kind of get Jesus in the middle of that wheel? Right. Um, I, every best practice is kind of centered around the word time, T-I-M-E. In order to do what's best, We've got to be take the time, first of all, to be unselfish as parents mm-hmm. and be intentional in our planning um, so that we do have that one wheel with the hub uh, being Jesus and our relationship with him and his people. And then as a, a family seeking the Lord's leadership for mm-hmm. what comes out of that, um, Things like eating meals together, that takes time. It takes planning. And it might not mean that you get to eat meals every day, but but perhaps you... You pre- do get to eat meals yeah. every day, just not together. Right. right. Sometimes right. you're just <laughs> in the... Thank you for yeah, saying you're, that. Yes. You're, just, like, you're just going to the drive-thru and you yeah. just toss some chicken nuggets yeah. behind you, right? Yeah. yeah. Some days, though, that's what it feels like. Yeah. yeah. It really sure. does. Sure. But, but having days of the week that are assigned for mm-hmm. no other activity, um, when... Our kids were growing up. It was our family thing that on Saturday, later Saturday afternoon, all Saturday night, we didn't do other things outside of our family. We it was we intentionally planned to be prepared for Sunday. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. kids were learning Bible verses and finding shoes, and I was putting pink foam rollers in people's hair and mm. all the things that we did to prepare ourselves. And we um, were very um, just cautious with letting anything interfere with that. And the same thing with our Sundays. We didn't want anything to interfere. And so it had to be a big deal if, if, 
if it was in between church times or whatever. Well, I think, too, you mentioned this earlier when you said that uh, for parents to not be selfish uh, with their time, but to give that time. What I think it can appear culturally today is that if you don't give your kid whatever the thing is, they're, you know, uh, that you are being selfish, that you are being selfish because you're telling the kid they can't get what they want. And that's not what you're describing. You're talking about not being selfish with the family's right. time right. by making time for it right. versus, uh, and making time for the Lord right. versus uh, this this maybe cultural concept of like, man, you're just selfish. You're trying to yeah. rule your kid's world. Right. like, yeah, yeah, because that that <laughs> cultural idea of being self, not being selfish with yeah. your time, and like the parent needs to give their time to the kid, that just teaches selfishness to the child That's because right. exactly. that means everything. Everybody should be serving me the way the, that my parent we're is. We're back to the wheel, right? That's you just exactly made yourself right. the center of the wheel, yeah. Yeah. right? Right, and and then um, we find ourselves as parents uh, serving our kids, spending budget money that might need to go other places because we haven't planned well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, in my family growing up, I'm the oldest of five children. And so, and my dad passed away when I was 11. And so my mom had to be very intentional about where family time and, and finances went. But I think it turned out to serve us all well. Church was our main focus. Every child could have one other thing. And so we really had to talk about as a family, what is your thing going mm-hmm. to be? And it might be a sport that we wanted to try. It might be some uh, a social activity we wanted to try. But after we put church and church activities in their spot, nothing else we chose could interfere mm-hmm. yeah. with those things. And that was... Um, that was, that was an accepted rule of the day. And like you said, parents, uh, we live in a culture where parents feel like if they don't, if they do that, that they're denying their kids Mm -hmm. things when really because of this, the cultural shift, what our kids need the most, they're, they're not getting a deep relationships with one-on-one relationships with people that they um, need to be trusting Mm -hmm. and people that they can get uh, wisdom from and people who look them in the eyeball more than 60 seconds a day Mm -hmm. and um, and and we find ourselves as a church wanting to figure out how we can replace that and that's not at all our job either right the opposite is true. My desire is to come alongside parents and help them filter through mm-hmm. and 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 may and pray with them as they choose what goes around um, the hub of that wheel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I guess a, maybe a continuing that question. If I'm a parent out listening who has kids and uh, there's there's lots of things on their schedule and and if I start wrestling with maybe I need to take some of things off their schedule, whatever that might be, the busyness of it, the time, whatever. And at the same time, I'm starting to think, okay, what am I supposed to be teaching them though? What am I supposed to be talking about? Yeah, okay, I'll look at them in the eye more than sixty seconds, but and say what? Like mm-hmm. I feel like maybe this is where we get into the resources question, but I, I think maybe even pre resources, it's. Like, 
what does a family devotion look like? Am I supposed to have one of those? What does a praying with my kid look like? Am I supposed to do that? That kind of thing, I think, when I think best practices, what what would you say to the parents who wow. maybe ask um, And those those are exactly some things I, I would think about when you ask about best practices um, for uh, for families today. Um, of course, carving out intentionally the time to be together, mm-hmm. but what do you do with that time? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, um, one of the most important things I think that we do with our kids uh, um, is to teach them how to pray and to pray together mm-hmm. as a family. Um, I learned, I heard this a long time ago from a speaker, and it has served me well in my own, as I've parented, but even in my own life, um, we grow to trust and believe God as we see him work in the lives of other people. And he works in the lives of other people as a result of our prayers. So when, as a family, mm-hmm. we write down, um, our, we have our list on the dining room table or on the refrigerator, people we're praying for, and we pray together um, with our whole hearts for this person or this event or or something together, and God answers that then kids who are even still literal and they're and they're trying to figure out mm-hmm. um, who they are and who they are in God still, they get to see that the God we pray to hears and answers and works, that my prayers make a difference, and, man, that makes it worth going back to him again mm-hmm. and again and again. And um, talking to my uh daughter not long ago we were talking about this very thing about praying um spontaneously even when she was a kid and and God taught me that as after she came to be in our family and um just as the ambulance passes by stop Mm -hmm. and pray for whoever's in that ambulance um when she was sitting in her car seat looking up and out the window saying thank you God for the sunshine thank mm-hmm. you God for the trees and thank you God for the sky um and and just knowing that God mm-hmm. is that accessible walking on the grass covered with dew thank you God for making a way mm-hmm. for this grass to grow and thank you that it doesn't have any stickers in it so I can walk barefoot mm-hmm. in my backyard just the tiniest things but seeing that God cares and and that he wants to have an intimate, personal relationship with them that um, goes beyond the relationship they have with their mom and daddy. Mm-hmm. Because that's what we want them to know. When you go to college, mom and daddy may not be walking with you, but God is still mm-hmm. there. Yeah. He hasn't left. And so I think that that's a, a very important thing to include in family time. Of course, reading scripture um, God's word says it does not return void. We never go wrong mm-hmm. by reading scripture together and um, to and with our kids or reading books that uh, translate scripture accurately into kid mm-hmm. language mm-hmm. and then um, teaching them what we believe from that scripture. Spending time doing that, those are the things that are going to stick. Um uh, developmental um, psychology says that we are at our core who we're going to be by the time we are 12. And so I might not have known by the age 12 what I believed about um, 
abortion. But by 12, I knew for sure that God made every single Mm -hmm. person on purpose. And he ordered their days Mm -hmm. and their time. And he made them to be a part of his kingdom. And that piece of his kingdom is something that can't be filled in by somebody else. And so when it came time for me to make a decision about the Mm -hmm. bigger things, I had these things at my core that helped me um, to know those things. Um, And... And really, one more thing that I, I want to say, included in all of this this extra time that mm-hmm. you're going to set aside yeah. to have with your kids, um, when you're having Bible study time and prayer time, there's nothing to me more powerful than being prayed over individually. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a value I have here at church in um, kids' ministry that every time we meet, Kids hear their name prayed out loud before the Lord, called out loud before the Lord. We can't, we don't need to take for granted that that happens. But man, that is a powerful thing to send your child off to school in the morning. Wait, let me pray for you. When we, after we study some scripture, pray specifically mm-hmm. for your child about the truths of that scripture, um, and and include them in that prayer time. Ask them to pray specifically mm-hmm. by name for you or for a sibling um, when you're having that family time together. That's, That's awesome. Yeah, really good. Okay. Um, kind of to finish up here, do you want to share some resources that you might recommend to some parents? Uh, um, I really only have a couple with me, I, but I, I didn't bring the most important one because it's just easy to talk about, and that's God's sure. Word. Yeah. God's God's Word cannot be minimized because your kids are young. Um don't assume it's not time to start talking about mm-hmm. God yet. Um, it's always time yeah. from before they're born and until as long as you can. Reading scripture with um, and over the amount, uh, posting scripture around your house. One of my newest, uh, new favorite set of books that um, takes uh, Bible stories and translates them into um more easily understood kid language is a set of books made by a company called Kaleidoscope. Um, we kids, use those at our house. You do? Oh, yep. yay. I love these. We're using uh, their new Gospel dis- of John. Oh, their new discovery one. for me. I have in my hand the one on Joel, Amos, mm-hmm. and Jonah. Awesome. Um, I know that there are some families uh, whose kids are reading through these. Mm-hmm. They're using them as family devotional yep. time or as or, or handing them to their kids as um, a quiet, uh, a Bible study time they can have on their own. We just, uh, Emily just recommended Jesus Storybook Bible. Yeah. Right. It's really a preschool resource. Right. I would say that what we're learning is this is the next, yeah. this is the age up mm-hmm. from that. Right. Um, so I've got a sixth grader, no, no, seventh grader and two fifth graders um, at my house. And so we're kind of reading through that together. Um, but it could be younger than that for it, sure. It can. Um, but I would just say that's the... And so this is a book, and so it takes different books of the Bible that it kind of walks right. through? Right, it okay. does, it does. And they haven't done the whole Bible yet. I yeah. think there's a plan, but there are certainly enough to get started on it. Oh, yeah. so They're called Transitional Bible Story Books for kids okay. who have outgrown. But it's like Kaleidoscope. The Kaleidoscope. Yep. And then like each book has a different name. But then it's about so like this one that you holding up, sound the alarm, which is Joel, Amos, and Jonah. Yeah. Okay. So the 
I can't remember which one on uh, John is, but again, you can look it up by either one. And so okay. uh, Kaleidoscope and uh, it, it's children's ministers. Yes, it yeah, is. Do you have, have author uh, names right. on there? Well, they're all different. This one is so, Caroline okay. Saunders yeah. and Marlena Sigmund. They wrote that particular one. And, different um, authors wrote have written and illustrated. Books um, that, yeah. Actually, um, Marlena Sigmund was one of my kids you know, the first time I was a minister here. So, wow! There you go. Okay. Yes. Well, how about that? Yeah. I did I not know, know that. Uh, um, it's but kids' Bibles reimagined. Gotcha. So That's kaleidoscope, kaleidoscope kids, Bible kids' Bibles reimagined. And made that help right. a little bit. There you go. All, All right. right. And then you have another book there. Um, yes, I I love um, beginning to teach kids when they're young um, theology. What mm-hmm. what we not just what we believe, but why we believe it. Helping it to make sense. Um, it's easy to get kids to say. I love Jesus, and Jesus loves me, or I love God. God made everything. But to understand um, from scriptural point of view what that really means, when we say God made everything, that means everything. Well, let's look at what Scripture says about that. And and um, and if God is a creator of all these things, then that means the things we're seeing and touching today. Um, this particular book I, I want to share is called Cornerstones, and it is um, a Brodman Holman resource, 200 Questions and Answers oh, wow. to Learn Truth, um, by Brian, and I cannot say his last name, D-E-M-B-O-W-C-Z-Y-K. He's on uh, Kid Men's staff at Lifeway, um, does some great work with the Gospel Project mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. Lifeway. Um, there's also, um, I have the kid book that has the the um the questions and answers and the colorful pictures, there is a, a parent piece that goes, the, a, a separate book that goes with this, a companion that has um, how to you, uh, question, I mean, directions for the parents, how to use these questions in a family devotional mm-hmm. time. And and I love this. I, I am a, a fan of, of sweet, cute devotional books that have the Bible verse and the story that um, somebody learned in their life about it. But man, while kids are young, I just want everything I teach to come straight from Scripture. Mm-hmm. I want everything I teach to be permeated with Scripture, and I want it to be taught to them through the lens of Scripture um, while they're listening and, and ready to hear it and still excited about the sure. the words of Scripture. That's good. All right, awesome. All right, so I believe that's going to wrap up this episode. Thank you, Barbara, for joining us today. We've enjoyed having you on the podcast. Uh, we hope you have enjoyed it. And if you have, uh, please share the podcast on social media so that other people can hear about all these great suggestions and recommendations that Barbara has made. Uh, please uh, give us a rating and review on your podcasting app, and we thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the Christ in All podcast, a ministry of Colonial Heights Baptist Church in Ridgeland, Mississippi. Together, we glorify God by making disciples of all nations. For more information, please visit our website at colonialheights.org.